Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Darwin Turf Talk with Sam Highland and Chris Nelson. It is that time of the week again when Darwin Turf Talk is on the agenda and it's going to be a big build-up to uh, the Darwin Cup at the end of the month, which uh, I am very much looking forward to, Chris. Yeah, no wonder to get away from the uh, the coolness in Queensland up into that beautiful, beautiful warm heat in uh, in Darwin or probably near 30 degrees, no humidity, Sam. That is a place you will able, I hope, now, I don't know how many functions you've got on uh, in that time when you're in Darwin, but that's a time you'll want to wear your shorts. Yeah, and everyone I'm, in Darwin wears shorts, surely. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, getting – well, I, I wear shorts every day here, so I'm really looking forward to getting into some shorts in Darwin. And uh, look, you know what? I might even have a dip in the pool. One man who knows about the sun and good days in Darwin is Andrew O'Toole, the thoroughbred racing in NTCO and Andrew, you are our form expert. Well, you are our Darwin man. You know everything about what's going on in Darwin, and you had a good meeting there on Wednesday with uh, the Toyota Cup Day. Morning, uh, Sam. Morning, Chris. I don't know about expert. Uh, we we try, and <laughs> it was a good day Wednesday. In fact, in fact, it was a fantastic day. Uh, which Toyota Ladies Day always one of the highlights on the calendar. In fact, the first three days of the carnival, guys, have been really successful. Um, good crowds on course, uh, crowd numbers up, turnover up, and uh, and really looking forward to tomorrow with uh, day four of the carnival, Ladbrokes NT Derby Day. But, um, yeah, harking back to Wednesday, guys, really good meeting uh, for Ladies Day here uh, uh, at Fanny Bay, mate. It was good. I was wa- watching those races uh, on Wednesday, and good crowd there was well attended. Oh, it was super, yeah. The, the ladies all uh, got dressed up in their finery. Uh, they didn't look so good uh, after the races when they were leaving <laughs> with the shoes over the shoulder. But uh, that's, that said, um, they uh, they had a great day. Uh, it, was a re- it was a really successful day for the club, which is what it's all about. And the racing uh, out on the track was first class with uh, the running of the Bridge Toyota Cup and also the Rose Bowl, our, our two features on, uh, on day three. Uh- this might be a silly question, Andrew, but has the meetings or the carnival the last two years been affected by COVID up there? You certainly have, uh, Chris. Um, two years ago, the normally uh, normal eight-day carnival was uh, an abridged version. We only ran four days of the carnival due to COVID. That was 2020. And then last year, um, there were still some restrictions on numbers and that sort of thing. So this, is, this uh, year is really a, a, a throwback to what we're used to at carnival time here after those couple of... Um, uh, dodgy years, I suppose you'd say. So uh, it's great to see the people coming out. Um, you can't get a room for love nor money in this town. Uh, the the place is chock a full. Sammy's got one. And uh, the <laughs> yeah, I hope you have. Uh, and and the forward sales uh, certainly for Cup Weekend are uh, just fabulous. Now the ride, my man Stan Sakos, he gave Kionic the peach ride in the Toyota Cup, the Bridge Toyota Cup. Coming from back off speed for Neil Dyer, who is uh, obviously trains down at Kyneton, but 
Neil Dye, he's been going to uh, Darwin since uh, Adam was a boy, hasn't he? Like, he, he's uh, he's there every year. He certainly has. And you're right in the first uh, the first instance. It was a great ride from Stan the Man. Never went round a horse. Uh, drew two, um, got back on the inside, um, got some uh, uh, runs up along the paint or up along the uh, the plastic and uh, never went round a horse. Lovely ride. Um, Stan's... Uh, He's a very good rider on uh, a front runner. He's a good rider on any horse. And that was a, a great ride, as you point out, uh, Sam. And yes, Neil, um, Neil's been coming to Darwin since, I think, 2007 might have been his first year. And, of course, has had um, tremendous success over the years with um, two, three Darwin Cups, two with Hawke's Bay and one with Royal Request. He won a Palmerston with Action again. Uh, he's won all the features here uh, multiple times. But on uh, Wednesday, he was nowhere to be seen. Uh, he'd, uh, he'd returned to Kyneton and left um, his uh, six-horse team in the care of his son, James. So, um, James, he uh, took all the kudos for Kionic's win, and um, he's doing a great job, young James, only a young fella, but um, obviously learning from his dad. And, uh, and uh, yeah, Neil was delighted, um, even though he wasn't here, that uh, Kionic got um, his first win in, uh, in about two years. He formerly trained, of course, by Chris Waller. And, um, and Neil bought the horse um, a couple of years ago. He's had a few issues. This is his second trip to Darwin. And uh, Neil did say, he said, this is his year. So um, certainly that win the other day uh, augurs well for the coming weeks. Well, Sammy's wrapping up uh, Stan Sakos, but I'm going to wrap Sonia Weisman. How good was her day? It was a huge day for Super Sonia. Uh, she, uh, she, went to, she didn't ride on day two. Uh, she was a bridesmaid at her best mate's wedding in Cairns. Uh, and then she actually rode at Cairns on Tuesday, rode a winner and uh, got back to Darwin and um, narrowly beaten in the first. Um, she wasn't happy, but then she came out and won the next four and uh, just had a, a tremendous day, including in those four was uh, the Rose Bowl winner, and that was uh, Valentina Starr, one of my uh, only winners for the day. I was keen on Valentina Starr and, uh, and Sonia and Nicole and did the job. Mr. Monaro, that was, uh, yeah, that race changed complexion uh in the last 100 metres, didn't it? I mean, that, that horse that was uh, out in front, uh, just the name escapes me, but uh, Jade Hampson was on it and was well clear, but dead set. Have you ever seen a horse that was galloping and then shortened up nearly to a trot? It was that because Mr. Monaro came with a great finish. Yes, you did right, Sam. Canton Kid, I think, was That's the horse it. out in front. And, uh, and uh, yeah, looked, looked home at the 200. At the 100, it was... Uh, it was sending out the distress signals, and uh, and Sonia came through the pack on Mr. Monaro, who you guys have seen a bit of um, in well, in the southern states anyway, not uh, not in Brisbane, but um, raced pretty well in Victoria last campaign. It's a pretty smart sprinter, Mr. Monaro, and um, trained by a very very good horseman in Mark Nyan, and uh, that was uh, certainly one of uh, Sonia's four for the day, and um, yeah, she's actually leading the. Uh, Carnival Premiership at the moment after three days. I know it's only three days. She's had five winners. Uh, Jared Todd's had four. He normally is the uh, the man to beat up here, as you would know. But, um, yeah, good to see a bit of competition at the top of that uh, Carnival Jockeys Premiership. Nicole Irwin uh, trained the next couple with Smart Cap and Valentina Starr, as you say, and Sonia Wiseman uh, piloted both of those. 100% correct. A good piece of training uh, with Valentina Starr. Um, Nicole had been targeting that race. She was uh, desperate to uh, get in. Of course, it's a zero to 70, so you have to be a bit careful with the ratings. I think she got uh, Valentina Starr in as a 67 rater. If she had won a race on the way through, 
um, could have taken her out of the uh, out of the grade or out of the band. So good piece of training. The horse has been racing well, um, placing uh, in some good strong fields behind um, Giant Leap and uh, and Co. And uh, really good tough win the other day. Swing with Junior looked like it um, was going to go straight past Valentina Star early in the home straight, but. Um, Valentina Star had a bit more in the tank and a uh, uh, good win for Nicole. And as you say, Smart Cap was uh, also trained by her and had been racing well and uh, a deserved winner as well. Race uh, five was the class two, Andrew. We had uh, two horses dominated the market here. Lady Whistledown and we will remember, but Lady Whistledown, uh, she was far too superior. She won by six and a half lengths. Yes, of course, trained by the uh, former icon uh, from the top end here and Stephen Brown nowadays based in uh, Victoria. Uh, but Brownie doesn't send them back to the top end unless uh, he gives them a chance. And the money that came for Lady Whistledown, it just kept shortening and shortening. Um, and uh, beautifully uh, beautifully ridden by Sonia again. Uh, it was travelling that well coming to the home turn. Craig Sandy, our caller, um, he said uh, coming to the home turn, you didn't want to be on anything else. And, and so it proved. A little bit of a shame that three-year-old filly um, was too lowly rated to get into the derby. Um, so she um, got a bit of consolation with that win over the mile there on Wednesday and um, I dare say that um, there'll be another uh, race or two in store for her over the uh, last um, four days of the carnival. When the money is on from the Brown camp, they just win, don't they, uh, Andrew? Uh, honestly, I mean, uh, he, he's been doing it for a long time, Brownie, and uh, yeah, it's funny, I, I, as I say, I worked uh, with Milo on Wednesday and I said, this lady whistled down, if there's money for it, it'll be winning, and well, did it win? Yeah, no, it was uh, super impressive. Its first run on the track was good, and it ran uh, third uh, first up, and that was a good performance, and uh, yes, it uh, it had obviously gone on the right way, and the camp was uh, uh, supremely confident and uh, and got the chocolates. Big meeting on Saturday with the Derby. Uh, it's uh, I I I, uh, I I can tell you I, I've a bit of a connection with the Derby horse. Uh, back in the day, was Protester that uh, I think I've mentioned before, and it, it dead set haunts me this horse because. Uh, I nearly bit his ear off one day at sale because he just pulled up. He hit the front and just pulled up. And I said to my brother, my brother Matthew trained him, and I said, this is a dead set sausage. But when he went up to Darwin, he grew a leg, I'm telling you. He didn't like the cold weather. Yes, that's right. And, of course, trained by Stephen Brown, protester, if I, my memory serves it's me correct. correct. I think Kim, Kim, Kimmy Gladwin, I think, rode him in the derby. And, um, yes, he uh, he certainly had all the ability in the world, but uh, obviously also had a few tricks then. That's it. Now, what can you tip us into uh, on Saturday, Derby Day? Well, it's uh, let's, we better have a look at the Derby, I, I guess, guys. It's um, it's obviously the second leg of the Ladbrokes Triple Crown. Uh, the Guineas, the first leg, went the way of Wolfburn, trained by Gary Clark, Jared Todd in the saddle, uh, and beating Rising Fire on that occasion. And I really believe that those two will fight it out again uh, obviously, stepping from the mile to the 2050 is the big question with uh, all of these horses. Wolfburn, the furthest he's gone is uh, 1870 metres. He did run third over 1800 at Hawkesbury. Um, but just the way he ran through the line here the other day in the Guineas uh, leads me to think he'll um, be right at the forefront of calculations once again. Jared Todd goes on, replacing Adam Nichols. Um, Toddy, as jockeys invariably do, Sam uh, pulled the wrong rein in the Guineas and rode uh, Wilson's Prom. Uh, but he's back on uh, Wolfburn, and um, I think he can uh, put his um, uh, foot right on the till here and be uh, a live contender for the Triple Crown. It's only ever been achieved twice. It's very hard to do for the three-year-olds to beat the older horses in the Darwin Cup, but I think Wolfburn uh, has got a real shot at uh, winning the Derby, and therefore 
uh, winning the first two legs. Rising Fire, the horse that chased him home in the Guineas, uh, is obviously the one to beat. He has been placed second on the Sunshine Coast Poly over 2,000 metres. Uh, his run in the Guineas was super. Uh, he's got the services of Paul Shires, who's won no less than seven derbies in Darwin. Wow. And, um, and Shearsy uh, is a past master at uh, these three-year-old features. Billy Healy, I saw him yesterday at the cool spot just around the corner having a coffee. Uh, he's pretty hope, uh, hopeful and uh, happy with his horse. And I think um, those two, one and two in the Guineas, will run one and two in the Derby. Just a matter of which uh, which way around. I'm, I'm plumping for Wolfburn. He's drawn a, a little bit better gate than uh, Rising Fire, and I see no reason why he can't give Jared Todd his uh, second Derby. He won, he won it back here in 2014 aboard uh, Royal Request. Um, Zuma Rudy from uh, Victoria. He was uh, fourth in the Guineas. Uh, he's still a maiden. Trained by Amy and Ashiagi and Adam Nichols off uh, the Guineas winner on to Zuma Rudy. That uh, uh, wouldn't uh, surprise to see him go a good race, Zuma Rudy. And um, my fourth selection, I'm putting the Neil Dyer horse in, Leon Shout. Jason Lyon coming back from Victoria to um, ride Leon Shout. He rode it in the Guineas, finished sixth, beaten about seven and a half on that occasion. But I think the 2050 is what this horse um, wants. He's actually had a run at Murray Bridge over a mile and a half, 2,500 metres. So um, the trip shouldn't be any uh, impediment to Leon Shout, but I, I'm going with one, three, five, and nine. Wolfburn to beat Rising Fire, Zuma Rudy, and Leon Shout in the Derby. Best of luck to uh, Ray Dando, the Dandos, and and uh, the King Shots as a big team of owners in Wolfburn. I know they they partied hard after that uh, after that last that last win. Uh, that's for sure. They certainly did. We uh, we caught up with the boys after the uh, after the Guineas. They weren't originally going to come back for the Derby, but um, I understand that uh, a few uh, quick changes of plan, and uh, they will be here tomorrow. Uh, and they they love it. They're great supporters of Territory Racing. The boys are good supporters of racing wherever they have horses. They got them up in Queensland and uh, and all over the place. But um, they love coming to Darwin. They love going to Alice Springs. So. Um, Good luck to the team with uh, Wolf Burning and good luck to all connections of runners uh, in the Derby tomorrow. What about uh, Andrew Packadow? My my cousin uh, as, as owns some of Packadow and we saw it run last time around. Something happened in the gates. It missed the start. Yeah, it missed the start bad, um, Sam. You're right. And, and we thought it would lead uh, as it had done when it won over a mile at its previous start, Packadow, trained by Pete Stennett. But um, when it... Um, Missed the jump and, and missed it badly, probably two or three lengths, and could never get anywhere near the lead uh, when uh, uh, that happened. And uh, if it if it jumps out this week, and let's hope it does, dawn three, I think it'll press forward. Um, obviously, the start for the uh, the derbies at the top of the home straight, the 2050, right outside uh, the Silks Darwin Club, It'll be a great place to watch uh, from there. The start. Uh, and uh, past the winning post, and of course a, a full lap after that. So I think Packadell give him certainly give him another chance because um, you, you never really got to run for your money in the Giddies. Andrew, I'm just looking at uh, Wolfburn's form. Obviously, very impressive winning the uh, last race, the Guineas. Uh, what happened the start before? Was beaten nine lengths, ran fourth as a dollar sixty-five favourite. I see didn't jump all that well. It says in the stewards' report, but looking at the video, it didn't look to be too bad. Yeah, what I understand, uh, Chris, was the horse might have choked down in the run. Um, it was it was too bad to be true. He was odds on that day and uh, certainly looked the, the, the horse to beat. He'd won his maiden really well previously. Um, but, yeah, he was disappointing. And uh, I believe that was um, uh, excuse number 74 in the book. Uh, that <laughs> Is that all you've got? The run. My, my, my <laughs> book's an encyclopedia. <laughs> all 26 yeah, volumes. Yeah, but he certainly came... 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. He certainly came out and showed his uh, yeah. his true form in the Guineas, and um, it was a lovely ride too from Adam Nichols. So uh, Toddy will give him a, a, a good steer, you can bet. And um, yeah, really looking forward to the Derby. It's always a great race, and uh, uh, this year will be no exception. Now, similar connections are in Wilson's Prom, uh, and uh, it's in the first race. Yeah, it was it was horrible last time round. Yes, it was, and uh, I'm just not. I, I haven't got an excuse for it because I don't know what happened. But it was beaten uh, 21 lengths in the in the guineas and never travelled at any stage. So um, you'd have to allow it another chance. It's it's got got the ability, uh, a son of extravagant out of a not a single doubt mare. Uh, and um, Jared Todd retains the mount in the first over the 1600. Uh, that's an even sort of field, the opener. Um, so don't be surprised if Wilson's Prom uh, uh, turned the real Wilson's Prom turns up there. But um, taking on a few older horses, the likes of Mangione and uh, Jet Jackson and uh, what have you, and another three-year-old there, Malibu Edition, who wasn't bad the other day. Uh, so yeah, that'll be an interesting contest. The first. He wasn't on his own there because uh, Flying Start, who I thought had run really well, was disappointing as well. Yeah, you're right, because he, he was very disappointing flying start. Um, talking to Jess Philpott after the race, um, she couldn't really offer an excuse for him. She said he uh, never really travelled in the run. He made a bit of a brief dab towards the home turn and, and only laboured up the straight. So, um, yeah, a, a bit of a, a bit of a, uh, a head-scratcher, that one, for flying start. I certainly thought he'd be uh, finding out the finish. What about Tugger? Tugger War in race number six. He's going for three in a row, but he's been terrific this preparation. Yeah, um, she's a she, and uh, incidentally, and uh, she is my best bet of the day, guys. I think she's in a beautiful uh, place uh, at the present time. She's heading towards the Darwin Cup. She's trained by uh, the maestro and G. Clark, who's about to win his 10th successive uh, top-end uh, trainer's premiership. Uh, he's got Jared. She's got Jared Todd aboard, and um, the first up win. Uh, well, the first win, the thirteen hundred, was a good performance last time out. Probably looked a little bit dour, I thought, in the sixteen hundred. But um, the two thousand and fifty is what she wants. She's only had one start at the trip, and that was here on Cup Day last year, and she won really well. Um, she wins this, and she's into the Darwin Cup, and she'll be on the minimum. So, yeah, I think she's very, very hard to beat in the bun time tomorrow. Your best for the day, uh, Saturday, da- uh, Darwin, the Derby Day. Yeah, tug of war, my best on the day, guys. Race six, number four. Uh, you back these horses in form on the dirt. She's a, a mare who's just uh, a really coming into her own now. She's a six-year-old, so rising seven. Uh, she's only had the 34 starts, so fairly lightly race, but um, I know the uh, few of the connections well. They're um, really keen to get her to that Darwin Cup on the 1st of August. Uh, and I think the stepping stone will um, will see who get there in uh, in A1 condition. Oh, good, Andrew. I think we've covered uh, everything. Is there anything else you wanted to get out there? Uh, good, good little race. Um, even though it's a small field, as race three, the Wait for Age, the Sooksdale and Wait for Age, two of the best sprinters uh, uh, in the territory. Number two, Eastwood, and number five, Smuggling. They should really fight this out. Um, Eastwood, just with uh, the Wait for Age conditions, he's always giving weight away to Smuggling. But at the weight for age, he meets him on level terms, probably three to three and a half kilos better than when he finished second to smuggling in the Pioneer Sprint uh, in Alice uh, there on the uh, first Sunday of uh, May. So I think Eastwood will win the weight for age uh, over smuggling, and then those two horses will meet again in the Palmerston Sprint uh, on the last Saturday of July. But, um, yeah, really good uh, fields tomorrow. That's the only light, real light one we've got um, 
uh, won't be easy to pick, uh, to pick winners. It never is. But um, let's hope um, we have a little bit of success and, um, and tug of war and uh, Wolfburn do the job in the features. If anyone's going to pick the winners, Sammy, it's going to be Andrew. I think so. I think so. And there's, I tell you what, there's a bit of confidence in his voice yeah, this morning. I tell you, I, yeah. think, I think he's up and about for, yeah. for a big weekend. Let's hope so, guys. Looking forward to it. Uh, we then have a bit of a, uh, a lull before the storm, I suppose you'd say, with uh, a week um, till we race again on day five, Skymetric Mile Day. And that's the first of four meetings in oh, nine or ten days, which uh, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Monday. Uh, and uh, then we'll all fall in a heap. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a great, great time to be here. Uh, only place to be in Australia. It's the uh, the best racing at this time of the year. And um, uh, wish all the, the listeners um, all the best on the punt tomorrow. Andrew, I like it when there's a storm brewing and when there's uh, Miles Fitzner, Campbell Brown Dog and Sam Hyland coming at the end of the month, the storm will arrive. Also, <laughs> Stay well, clear, steer well, like clear it, of the three of them, Andrew. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Oh, best, you, best of luck. Uh, best of luck on Saturday. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Chris. Talk uh, talk again soon. Thanks, Andrew. Our next guest, Chris O, is Jason Manning, who is a local Darwin trainer and trains for On Fire Racing. It's a good name, that it's On really Fire Racing. And Jason trains Niwan, who was second in the Palmerston Sprint last year, and Nawar Daru, who was second in the Darwin Cup last year also. So uh, looking to go one better in both races this year. I'm sure that's uh, the way you're looking at it, Jason. Yeah, mate. Um, yeah. Nawada um was just picked on the post last year. Um, he won one first up this prep back up in the Territory um, about a month ago, but his last couple of runs have just been below par. So just on the back foot with him a little bit, scratching my head. Um, he ran on Wednesday... He only got beaten six lengths, but um, just not ideal going into grand final day, which isn't the best um, preparation. And the old horse, Nwadaru, he ran third in the cup last year, and he's on song. Um, he's going great. He ran third in the Chief Minister's last start, third first up. So, yeah, looking forward to him going a couple better this year. Um, he had a campaign down in Adelaide in the off-season, um, a few placings down at Morpheville and stuff, and I think he's going better this year. So, yeah, exciting couple of weeks coming ahead. Jason, a, a question of interest for me and somebody that is, uh, I've never been to Darwin, but I've obviously watched it over the years. And can can horses, as they get a little bit older, you probably, you know, I, I'm just imagining you don't have to do so much with them or or they can go off a little bit, be a little bit trickier as as they get older up there? Yeah, because of the climate up here, Sammy, even though it's beautiful this time of year, um, not much humidity and stuff like that, um, we don't have to work them as hard. So Nordaroo, being a seven-year-old and had nearly 50 runs, he came out of Perth and was still in nice form in Perth when we bought him, but he's just that, you know, wasn't getting the wind from the board. And I think because we don't have to work them as hard and we can race them a bit fresher, um, you can seem to maintain them and keep them in the pool and the beach and the walker and stuff like that. So he's really thrived this year. Um, last year when we got him up, you know, a bit like the European horses, sometimes they can just take a campaign or two to acclimatise. Um, so, and with, because he does get up on speed and doesn't cop much kickback, um, it certainly does help too. But um, yeah, it, it's a tricky place. Some horses come up here and, 
have got the worst form in the race book and thrive. And then you've seen other horses come up here and just go putrid. So, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a guessing game. Um, it's a bit like, you know, you read all the time about the synthetic tracks and the kickback. Mm. Well, we live in it day in, day out. Yeah. Mm. Jason, just before we get to your runners uh, on Saturday, uh, you've trained in Darwin since 2004, 2005, roughly. Is that right? Is Did you start training yeah, in yep. Darwin? Are you Darwin born and bred? No, I'm actually um, from the semi-world. Um, I was a Cranbourne Berwick boy growing up. Ah. Um, yeah, so, and uh, it's been a, my apprenticeship. I actually rode for a couple of years, a long time ago, back in the 90s, and then got too big. Um, spent a lot of time at um, Hayes's um, from the early 90s through to 97. Always coming up here on holidays, um, getting out of the winter, and got good mates up here. And then just, uh, decided to move up here, yeah, in the mid-2000s and been up here ever since. So we only run a small team, up to about a dozen. Still ride a bit of work myself. Fiance Vanessa on it, still does all the race riding and got a couple of staff members. So just a, it's a good lifestyle, good routine and stuff like that. We have a bit of luck and get good support from, you know, as you mentioned, on-fire racing. The boys have spread their wings nationally now. Um, they they love their racing and love getting everyone involved up here and stuff like that. So it's a very big social side of it. Um, we have big syndicates, small shareholders, and try and keep everyone you know involved and have a bit of luck. I don't know when the last time you were, you went back to Berwick Cranbourne area, but I can tell you it's a little bit busier now than it used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, um, you know, I can remember even. Ride and work at the old Cranbourne track, you know, with the one spotlight back in the day, and <laughs> back out in the sand, back in the sand dunes and stuff like that. Um, Something you'd know out the back of the Pony Club, yeah. down around the tracks. But yeah. Um, yeah, they tell me now it's you know the whole back straight's full of um, stables and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So you know it was always going to go that way. Um, and yeah, I haven't been back for a little while. Obviously, it's COVID and stuff, but yeah. You no, just, you just no, got to enjoy it up here, Jace. You just got to allow a bit of time to to get from Cranbourne to Berwick. It used to take fifteen minutes once upon a time, and now school traffic and it'll About nearly take an hour. Minutes, yeah, at least <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, 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 no, they they say that the guys say so it's certainly grown and stuff like that. But you know, we don't miss it. No, um, we it. enjoy, yeah, we enjoy it up here, and you know our 40-odd meetings a year and our two-minute drive from the back straight <laughs> where the stables all are around the, around the corner. So, no, it's fantastic. A couple of horses that are making that drive on Saturday is light and dark. Uh, what are you expecting with this horse? He, he's a very consistent horse. He's only won the one race for us, but he's probably placed, I think, you know, about 13 times. Um, he ran third first up the other day. He's a... <laughs> I don't know. We've had a couple of Rubik's and they seem to be a little bit of a head case. Um, and he's one of them. We don't actually work him on the track. We just work him in the pool and um, ride him in the sand roll in the deep sand. Um, train him very unconventionally, but it seems to work. And he races quite consistently and, you know, picks up a check most times that he goes around. Tomorrow, tomorrow's run a tricky race, which you'd expect middle of carnival. Um, so if he's doing his best work later, it'll be good. You've got Max Fire from a wide gate going around in the derby. Yeah, he, he's a horse that the On Fire um, crew we bought out of Adelaide as a yearling. Um, he was only a cheapie for 12 grand 
and stuff like that. We campaigned him down in Adelaide with Travis Dowdle and Stevie Theodore, who Sammy would remember, yeah. who've been good mates, um, and had a bit of luck with the horse. Um, so we've had him in the system for a couple of years. He, you know, he's run third and um, the Port Adelaide Guineas and stuff like that. And we had to throw out the stumps at the Geelong Derby trial. It didn't work and popped him away. So his first up run was fantastic. He run, ran fourth, beaten a couple of lengths. And the other day was um, in the Guineas, had a nice spot, one, in, one, out, uh, one behind the leader, and then just didn't really finish it off. And... I actually nominated him for a couple of races on Saturday. We had him in a mile 66 and, and the derby. And we had a quiet ale and a beer at the track at the sales on Tuesday night for all the guys. And they said, well, he's only three for a couple more weeks. We'll send him round. He's qualified. He doesn't know us anything. He's um, done more than a capable job so far. And he's a bit of a, you know, have a spin around tomorrow. He'll roll forward from that gate. Winburn, the horse that won the guineas, He's drawn just a couple of horses inside us and goes forward. So the plan will be, you know, follow it across and sit back and enjoy the ride. And what will be will be. It's actually nice going to the races in a feature with not much pressure. Um, and the guys all understand we're just having a bit of a throw at the stumps. Good work. Oh, well, that's outstanding. Well, best of luck with to the on-fire team and looking forward to, to a big day on Saturday. Thanks for joining us, Jase. All right, guys. No, thanks very much for the call. Chris, our next guest is Sonia Wiseman. And how lucky are we? Because she's got out of the shower to speak to us. I don't, know, man. I don't know any other women that get out of the shower to speak to me, Sam. <laughs> that's for sure. No, that's right. That's, it's outstanding. Sonia, uh, welcome to Darwin Turf Talk. And what a day you had on Wednesday. Dead set, took the Scobie Breezley votes. Three votes, Sonia Wiseman. Uh, big day with four winners in the bag. Hey guys, yes, it was an absolutely incredible day, that's for sure. Wish they came around a bit more often. <laughs> well, well, they seem to for you, because you seem to knock up riding winners, Sonia. I mean, um, I've followed your progress for many years up in, you've been riding in Cairns, you've been riding up you know, northern uh, parts of Australia and Queensland, but what is your actual background? Where did you start? How long have you been riding? Because I don't know any of that. Uh, well, before I started race riding, I actually used to do show jumping and um, I spent many years in Brisbane doing that. And from there, I started tra- uh, training, sorry, being a jockey um, at a little tiny pre-training spelling lodge in Kwamba, which is oh, about half an hour from Sunshine Coast. So that's where it all started. And yeah, it's been about oh, freaking 12 years in the racing industry now. And love every minute of it. Yes, it's good. It's very good. <laughs> so no, no thoughts of, um, I mean, we don't see you riding in town very, very often at all. Uh, no thoughts of, of, of riding in town down the track? You're quite happy staying where you are? Look, uh, when I first started, obviously, I think that's every apprentice kind of goal to make it to town and be your big time jock in that. Um, I had a bit of a rough start when I started out and, actually gave racing away for a year um, and then I had a, a call from a trainer up in Cairns, Trevor Rowe, and he got me back into the racing game, I guess, again and he got me going and from that point, I, I think I just, I enjoyed the country circuit and, um, you know, Trev was 
very kind and took me to town with a couple of the horses that qualified for the Battle of the Bush. And yep. um, I had my chance then. Unfortunately, we didn't win. We ran fourth both times. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just enjoy the country circuit. And, I mean, Darwin, we've kind of made it home now. So won't be looking to leave anytime soon. Now, did you go to the races Wednesday thinking that you could ride four? No. <laughs> You thought you could ride I thought six. I could ride a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Monaro, that was a super ride. And, and I, I spoke to Andrew O'Toole earlier uh, on this podcast and said how um, that race changed complexion so much in the last 100 metres. It was amazing. Yeah. It, well, the race sort of raced a little bit backwards to what I thought. I actually thought Mr. Monaro would be able to be a bit closer than what he was. And um, he jumped well and... He just didn't really tack on to the start of the race. And the start prior, he kind of did the same thing, but we drew wide. So I was kind of thinking, drawn good, we'll be able to go forward. And it didn't work out. But, um, yeah, Jade kicked away on what looked like the winner at the top of the straight and probably even halfway up the straight, it looked like it was still going to win. And, you know, we all all driving our mounts out and I was just lucky a gap opened up and I took it and then it almost shut on top of us and reopened and we managed to get through. So, yeah, it was a very massive run for that horse. It was really, really good. Now, you've got a busy weekend, Sonia. You've got rides, of course, at Darwin on Saturday and you have rides at Alice Springs on Sunday. Let's go to the main race on Saturday, the race seven, the Northern Territory Derby, twenty or 2,050 metres. Marvellous Night, you're riding here. Can you tell us a bit about Marvellous Night? Yeah, so he's one of Heather Lehman's horses. Um, I had a lot of luck with Heather last year. Um, we won with Sandblast in the Derby, so hopefully we can do that again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, he's a lovely little horse. Um, he's still sort of finding his feet at the moment. Um like I was saying to Heather, he's sort of striding up rather than out at the moment. But I think the ground will really suit him. He'll have time to kind of travel and relax and be happy through the running before we actually ask for a bit of pressure coming around that home turn. And I think he's half a chance, and I really do. Um, he's matured a lot since he's come up to Darwin from the first time I rode him to now. And he's just improved so much from last start. So your best ride uh, for Saturday at Derby Day, Sonia? Oh, oh! Can can I just say all of them? Then oh, I can make. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's fine by us. We'll put them in a multi. <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> that would be nice. That would be very nice. The confidence <laughs> is up easier. with Sonia Wiseman. That's Does that for mean, sure, uh, Chris. Do we just roll that into Sunday at Alice Springs? You got three rides there. All they're all just win two. I like oh, the definitely. I'm <laughs> just going to win them all. I'm just not going to give anyone a chance, you know. There's no it. fun in losing, no. so I might as well win them all. Good on you. <laughs> well, well done on a massive day on Wednesday, and hope you have a big day uh, Saturday. And we look forward to catching up at the end of the month. Uh, best of luck, Sonia. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Sonia. All the best.